Hi, everyone. We are back this week with the second half of our conversation with Emily Leadham. It's full of a lot of good tidbits and gold nuggets for you to directly apply to your ministry today. So I hope you enjoy the second part of this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, it'd be silly if we didn't ask this next question right here. And and so this next question is, it's about those tools that help you to succeed. It's about how you really balance the spiritual side of ministry with that practical side, because you need to set goals, which means some kind of number has to be set. So it's not about the numbers, but also it's a little bit about the numbers. Right. So how, do you, right. how do you balance the, the practical side, the spiritual side and moving all that forward? Oh, man, I would love to hear you guys' answer to this, too, because I think it's hard. Um, Honestly, I think this is really, really hard because, like, I can point to, um, like, I can point to one-off powerful testimonies of what God is doing in and through the Lord Center. Um, But if I'm only basing our growth and success off the uh, off of the one-off stories of testimony like I'm not balanced right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and as a leader like I I need to be aware okay what's the big picture though like are we are we knocking it out of the park you know 10% of the time 50% of the time 95% of the time um a couple a couple years ago um this was like maybe actually just a year ago I was reading the gospel And it was about um, the fertile soil and, you know, casting the seeds, dropping the seeds. And some are on thorns and some are on um, rocky soil, right? And um, and I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember what the verse is. But, um, and it got to this point about the fertile soil. And there was this longing that, like, rose up in me to, to look for fertile soil and to work in the fertile soil, um, which kind of took me by surprise um, because, I don't know, I kind of love the, like, kind of love the rocky people, you know? Um, but, and that's, and that's not to say, right, right. Awesome. Um, <laughs> no, I, no, and, and, and I shouldn't even say that because like, of course the fertile soil is often like, it looks like, it looks like the us, right? Like it looks mm-hmm. like the sinners, the messed up, the lost, the, like we're the broken, you know, it's, it's, it's us. Um, but I just was really, really convicted to, to look for the fertile soil and plant seeds there. And, um, so one of the things that we've just like really worked to do at the Lord center is, uh, is to do outreach where there's fertile ground to go Mm -hmm. to communities Mm -hmm. where we know we're going to be received and that people are going to be hungry for what we can offer and to do programs where there's fertile ground. Um, and we've tried a couple of things that like, haven't been super successful. And so we've said, okay, as much as like, like I'm trying to think of a good example. Oh, we tried to, so, so miscarriage, just people who have experienced miscarriage, like that's really been on, on my mind and heart. And we tried to do an event for, um, for women or for couples who have miscarried. And we had one person register, one person register. Mm-hmm. 
And I was so bummed because I was like, oh man, like, God, I feel like this is what you're asking us to do. And, you know, all those things. And maybe he's going to bring it back about, like, I would not be surprised if he brings it back about, but, um, but it didn't, it didn't get off the ground. And, you know, I thought, okay, have we done everything we can? Did we promote it? Did we invite people? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, what, maybe this just isn't, maybe the time isn't ripe. Um, so we, so we kind of stepped back from, from trying to continue to like push that and tried something different. And, um, and, and what we did instead, which is a, a series on healing, like a four week series, just more, a more general, um, approach to healing of emotional wounds and that sort of thing. Like it's just exploded. It's done really, really well. And we are getting more and more people coming each round. And um, so that's just one example, right? And like, that's not to say that we don't care about and or, or still want to do things or minister to people who have miscarried, but like, okay, there was fertile ground here that clearly was resonating. And so we want to continue to foster that. So I think part of just balancing, you know, the, to your question, the balancing of the spiritual side, which is the real practical side is like, what's landing? where is their fertile ground and where is it landing? And are people, are people picking up what you're putting down? You know, is it mm-hmm. resonating with them in a way that they're like, ah, oh, this is for me, that there's a longing to to be there. There's a longing to participate. There's a recognition of a need. Um, so I think those are a couple of, a couple of things. And, and I would just also say like, as you know, so as, as the executive director in my agency, like I oversee, you know, our funding and all of those kinds of things. And, um, those things are critically important. Like it, it allows us, if we do that well, we can do ministry well. So I think that practical side is so important. Um, but I think we also want to set it up in such a way that it doesn't like take up all the, the energy in the room. You know, like if my, like I got into ministry because I love ministry, because I love the Lord, um, because the Lord asked me to pursue this. But I think if I were so like consumed with the financial reports and, um, you know, the, the invoices that I need to sign and the emails in my inbox and whatever, like, I think I would get really burnt out. So figuring out kind of for me, like I have typically kind of a, one admin day where I deep dive into, you know, signing the things and making sure that all of those, um, you know, key critical pieces. And of course it's sprinkled throughout the week too, but, um, and then I, and then I try and like spend a lot of time actually doing what does give me life, um, which is more the ministry component. So I don't know, those are some thoughts, but that's, it's a tricky balance. I think it's a really hard balance. I think so too, but I, I think you hit it on the head there. And, and I'll be honest, that fertile soil line has been in my mind and, and my heart lately. Um, I'm working a little teaser for the the listeners. I am working on writing the Catholic ministry professionals like book. So it, it'll be a framework for getting stuff done, for having better conversations, doing better work and becoming better leaders. That's and so that, exciting. That fertile soil line is, is on the top of my mind because I think that's key to real leadership because it that what it says it's this is Luke eight fifteen and I don't know if that's the same you know it shows up a couple of times that parable of the sower, but it says the fertile soil is is those um, who hear the word and with a pure and good heart they hold on to it and they mm. yield fruit with patience, and that that to me is 
is kind of key to that. It's paramount to that. And the other, the other thing that popped into my head uh, as you were talking was um, St. Augustine has a quote where he says, pray as though it depends on God, but work as though it depends on you. Yeah. And, and to me, between those two, there's a really good balance there that praying as though it depends on God, right? Yes, you're lurk- looking for fertile soil, but you are also the soil that God is cultivating. So if you want to be a good leader in ministry, you have to be cultivated. You have to be fertile soil. And you're only going to do that if you are connected to the Lord Jesus Christ in real prayer, sitting mm-hmm. before him at his feet, receiving from him, which you're doing when you discern those directions. And and we maybe don't always discern the exact way to do it. We don't always get it right the first time, but then we come back and we do it again. We bear fruit with patience, patience with ourselves, mm-hmm. patience with the process, with the timing. And, and and bearing that fruit is is working as though it depends on you because Jesus makes it pretty darn clear in the gospels that that he expects fruit. And if you yeah. are not bearing fruit, you're going to get pruned right off yeah. the tree. Yeah, you're going to get pruned. And, and right. yeah, I mean, that, that's fire. just thrown into fire. That That's what Jesus tells us, especially for those who step into that position of leadership into, mm-hmm. into the church are called into it. There's a higher standard even. So if you are not bearing fruit, that's something to really discern and pray and be with. But but just a reality that there should be fruit. I, I, you know, I'm not saying it has to be a hundredfold or anything like that, or what that exactly looks like is going to be dependent. Um, but there should be fruit. And so yeah, there, mm-hmm. you know, just a balancing both those. I think that real that real balance it comes from depending on work, praying as though it depends on God and working as though it depends on you. With yeah. which is kind of a catch all phrase, but I I for me that's where I've landed. That's so good. I remember one of my mentors just going on this rant and it was so memorable for me about how so often he would hear ministry professionals say something along the lines of like, well, you know, we're just planting seeds. And, and he just went off and he was like, you know what, if a farmer came to you and just said, well, you know, I'm just planting (laughs) seeds. That would actually be a terrible farmer. Like farmers, <laughs> they plant seeds and then they water the seeds and then they fertilize the ground. Maybe not all in that order. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Uh, and then they go and they like, weed Was. and they like make sure that there's not infestations growing and they're and they're like really mm-hmm. attentive. They walk the fields, right? And I just remember being so struck by that. Like that's wow, yeah, that's right. Like if if we have this mentality of like, well, we're just planting seeds. And don't get me wrong, like we can't take false responsibility either. Like mm. people are human beings and they have free will, praise God. And we can't, you know, like I can't do the work for them. Um, but are we are we just hoping to plant seeds or are we hoping to bear fruit? And those are two mm. very, very different things, you know? That yeah, line it, just reminds me of like it's the I don't want to be held liable for anything that I say. So it's like, Hey, what do I know? Yeah. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Do whatever you want, but that's what I, that's what I think. And that's, you know, interesting, what? <laughs> which is interesting. And this is like way deeper than we have time to go right now, but that's in some ways that's, that's a shame response in us. So one of the things mm-hmm. we talk a lot about at the Lord center is shame and just how that shows up and, or how wounds show up. And one of the ways that wounds often show up in us is kind of like, well, you know, it is what it is or, or yeah, what do I know? That's, that's, there's usually a wound kind of underlying that that's going on and we don't have time to dive into like what that might be, but it's in, 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 but it comes out of shame of of like hiding ourselves or of not wanting to be put on the, you know, put on the 
I don't want to say chopping block, but held accountable. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing how that can kind of come out sideways in us. So then when you're looking and talking about fertile soil, I know what I do in, in every area of my life is I look to see where other people are doing what I want to do. Yeah. So where do you see ministry being done well? Yeah. This is your time to brag on somebody. Yeah, I'm such a copycat in so many ways. Um, I really am a fan of the work of the John Paul II Healing Center, the JP2 Healing Center, um, which is led by Dr. Bob Schutz. Um, they have just exploded across the nation and um, have really actually gotten into ministry to priests and bishops. Um mm. In the last, uh, I don't know, really in the last decade, I would say, I was um, blessed to go to one of the retreats and I've read Dr. Bob's books. Um, and I just want, like, we're trying to build a mini JP2 healing center in the Diocese of Sioux Falls because they're just doing extraordinary work. They're doing incredible mm-hmm. healing work. Um, and it's it's clearly anointed and it's integrated uh, with the psychological sciences. It's very human, um, which is so beautiful. So. I would say that um, he also has a podcast called restore the glory um, that he does with Jake Kim, which I'm a big fan of. Um, and I have found that really, really helpful. Um, man, those are like the the key places that kind of come to my mind. I really like, like the abiding together podcast too. I think those women are doing beautiful, beautiful work, just like speaking to the heart specifically of women. I know there's some men that listen to, but, um, but yeah, I think they just do beautiful beautiful work you just named three like three different or two podcasts that my wife loves <laughs> so the one was that was it abiding together is that the yeah the one you just yeah, said yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that's the one that she face. that does not surprise me yeah and then um she she made me <laughs> and i willingly i willingly entered into it once she explained yeah. that she wanted me to they did the restore the glory podcast did a series on like marital unity and they had yeah. three or four episodes that that took out these different these different areas and honestly when i read it or when i started listening i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna listen to this you know men talk men talk about their feelings and as i was listening i was like no this is me this is me and it touched me yeah and then and then we actually we we started meeting with a group of friends like a first friday group here in in our town and passed it on to them to say, Hey, we should discuss this as a group because it it was so good for our marriage to have some uh, language, some vernacular to be able to use to, to identify and communicate about specific things that all marriages deal with. So I, I I'll back you up there. I'll say those are great resources for people. Yeah. What a good idea too, to like extend it beyond your, your marriage and invite it into, you know, the group of couples that you meet with, because then that has such a ripple effect. I, yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. We should do that with our friends. That's a great idea. I love that. Oh, those are the key ones yeah. that come to my mind right now. Okay. Well, those are really awesome because sister Miriam is really cool. So like, she's one of my favorite um, on abiding her. together. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. She's yeah. She talk about somebody that's anointed to do the work that they've been asked to do i mean like yeah if you've ever seen her speak in real life or you know listen around the podcast or watch a video or whatever like there's just something that kind of makes you want to lean in I feel like she just yep. has such a tender tender heart and in fact maybe i would even say like i 
watching her present at the last oh man it's gonna make me cry um watching her present at the last retreat that I went to or the last conference that I was at that she was that she was speaking her motherly and tender presence transformed the way that I work and the way that I present Mm -hmm. on what I present um she just was so she emphasized so beautifully Jesus's compassion and his tenderness and the fact that Jesus doesn't push himself on you. And um, I mean, there was just so many lines, like she led us through this meditation and she said like, if you're okay with it, just when you're okay with it, like maybe you want to let Jesus come alongside you. And if you're not ready yet, that's okay. You know, but she was just so tender to the hearts that were in front of her. Um, and it totally transformed the way that I, that the way that I present, the way that I lead. Cause I can be a little bit of a bulldozer or like pretty direct. Um, shocking. I know. No, um, and... I would never say that. Not aloud. <laughs> Not out loud at least. Um, but I really like, I think if you, I think if you were to ask people that like just went through this four week series on healing what their experience was, I think one of the things that they would say was that it was one of compassion and one of tenderness. Hmm. Um, And that's totally a fruit of me observing this in Sister Miriam and saying like that changed the room. Her presence and how she approached that changed the room and it allowed Jesus to show up in a new way. And I want to do that. I want to do that for people. Hmm. It was really powerful. Yeah, I could fan fanboy over Sister Miriam all night, but we got to keep going. Maybe you've said it already, but what's your favorite ministry resource right now? Mm. I feel like, you know, in addition to the JP2 Healing Center, which I think is really a ministry resource, um, I've been working with Tilma. Um, or with, excuse me, Glass Canvas. I did some work with Glass Canvas out of Canada. Um, They're a marketing uh, platform, a marketing agency. Basically their whole mission is to, oh man, how do they word it? Like uh, to unlock your ministry potential or something like that. Um, And I basically hired them to do just our website. And as part of that, they have a database and email newsletters and that sort of thing. Um, But I, you know, had a great relationship with them. And so they were super generous to get on a few extra calls with me to talk about branding. And like, I love the marketing side of ministry. I think it's so fun. And um, so I really benefited from conversations uh, with with Glass Canvas about what do we want our brand to be because we rebranded when I came on and um, you know we talked about colors and are you more this or more this or whatever and I was like oh my gosh Pierre he was from Canada um, Pierre uh, <laughs> like I don't know uh, and he was just really great about like walking me through all of that oh also really practical I love Canva I think Canva is an incredible tool. For people who don't have design background to be able to put out content that looks sharp, that looks on brand. Um, I think if you're still using like Word to create your flyers, it's time. Canva is Apple. a great, great resource. Yep. Some people so, hate uh, Canva. Design people hate Canva. I think it's great for people who don't have design backgrounds. 
I'm gonna call it say eventually, eventually Canva's going to sponsor us. Because so many people say that they love it. <laughs> Ever but yeah. But it mostly John though. It makes people's work easier and it makes it look better and more professional. It's great. Yeah. It's interesting that you talk about, you know, with uh this glass canvas, the branding and the the colors and all this. Like I thought you I thought we were supposed to be Jesus freaks. Like, why are we talking about, you know, corporate, secular stuff? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's going I on? Say, yeah, all that corporate say, vernacular. Say, yeah. <laughs> I would say this is why we build beautiful cathedrals. Like, the church mm. was on to beauty way before the corporate world was on to beauty. And we understand the power of beauty. I remember this priest who who taught me my freshman year of college um he he was talking about oh like trans transcendence and beauty as a transcendental and he was talking and he said good fashion designers understand this you know and my like 18 year old ears perked up like I love clothes you wouldn't be able to tell right now as I'm like in my sweats and whatnot but um and he said good fashion designers understand this because it elevates and it raises the mind and the heart to something beyond merely what is there. And I was like, oh, dang. Oh, my gosh. Like, that was really powerful to me. And I and I was thinking, like, this is why we build beautiful cathedrals. This is why we build worship spaces. This is why we decorate our homes in ways that are beautiful and that, you know, cultivate what matters. And um, and I think the same can be said of, like, how are we representing ourselves? Like, our our brand is our digital home. You know, so when people mm-hmm. land on our web pages, when they land in our email newsletters or whatever, like what's their experience? Does it feel beautiful? Does it feel welcoming? Does it feel homey? Does it feel tender? Does it feel strong? Does it feel what does it feel and what do we want them to feel? Um, and I think those things really matter. I think it's so important. Um, it's not it's not everything, but I think it's a big thing. So good. Hmm. That'll preach. Okay, Emily, if you had the attention yeah, of the whole world like, for 90 seconds, just start. <laughs> I know uh, if you had the, the attention of the whole world for 90 seconds, what would you say? I would say. Hmm, the greatest gift that you can give to yourself, to your spouse, to your kids to your workplace, to your ministry, to the places that you exist in the world, the greatest gift that you can give is to do your own work, is to pursue holiness, to pursue virtue, um, and to allow Jesus in his great, great tenderness and great compassion and in all his goodness to come in and heal those places of our hearts that so desperately need to be healed by his tender loving touch. You know, like doubting Thomas, like here, you know, Jesus, like this, this beautiful Carbaggio image, like Jesus is pulling Thomas's hand and you can just see Jesus saying like, here, I will show you. I will show you the wounds because you're not ready to show me your wounds yet, but I am such a gentleman that I will let you see mine first. Come and see, come and touch my wounds. Um, 
and in that there's this vulnerability where Jesus is saying, I will let you touch my wounds and I desire to touch yours. I desire to shower the blood and water on those places in your life. Um, and I think when we allow him to do that, we show up differently. Healing has real, concrete, beautiful consequences. Uh, and I mean that in a good way. Consequences like sign of sign of change that happen in us. Um, I think we do better. I think we flourish more. It doesn't get easier. Um, but I think we step more boldly into who God wants us to be. And if and if we all did that, like, look out. Look out, world. That's what I'd say. Amen. So I was a little bit taken when you talked about like this agency that you have. Like the thing that popped out in my mind is like she found her Calcutta. Oh man. Wow. Like Yeah. Just just listening to the the passion in your voice and and just the conviction in what you're saying reminded me of like, okay, I it doesn't matter if if I help out a hundred people at this event. You know, I know the the one, you know, the on miscarriage, only one person signed up. Bringing that attention and just knowing that that person has a place to go for those things, like what an impact! That's like Jesus leaving the ninety nine, right, mm -hmm. and finding that one. Mm -hmm. So awesome stuff. Um, where where can our listeners go to connect with you or support your ministry? Yeah, thelordcenter dot com. So it's Lords like uh, Lords France, Our Lady of Lords, um, which is a premier uh, pilgrimage site for healing in the world. Um, so the lordcenter.com is our website. Um, people can always email me too, if they want to connect directly. Um, you can find my, our email on there, TLC at SF Catholic. Isn't that great? The Lord Center, our acronym is TLC. So mm. like you need a little TLC, <laughs> you know, isn't that great? Um, so the lordcenter.com, you can email me directly and I'd love to connect with people anytime. I was actually going to say TLC is in t Boz left eye in Chile of the group. <laughs> TLC. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. She gets it. Yes. <laughs> Are we going to get sued for me singing that on your podcast? Like, I hope so. That'd be great press. Uh, yes. That would be really good press, actually. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. So then I asked this question before of, you know, where do you see ministry being done really well? But here's the, here's the next question. Who do you think we should have on the podcast next? Oh man, this is fun. Um, okay, you're having my friend Shane Van Dees next week, right? Yep. Love him. I was gonna say him. Um, have you had Chris Bergwald? We haven't actually. I was thinking I should reach out to him earlier, and I he, I've got his name on a list of people to reach out to. Chris would be great. Um, okay. Yeah, because he's a good example of somebody that's just like been in it for a while, and I think has remained just so faithful and i don't know like i just think he's yeah doing really beautiful beautiful work um in the vineyard i also you know who else i love jen Mosier. have you talked to jen Mosier yet she's great she's in mm -hmm. omaha um like just a stunning stunning soul um she would be a really cool she's worked in diocesan work for a good couple of years now um has a background in campus ministry 
Um, so there's a couple people that come to my mind. If you want to go big, I would love Sarah Swafford is like one of my personal fan or one of, or I'm like a fan girl of Sarah Swafford. So if you're feeling really gutsy and you're going to go for the big shots, get Sarah Swafford on. We and have the big shot right now. So that I can. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but so I can join the conversation and meet her because I just think she's great. <laughs> oh, she, oh, you haven't met her yet? Huh? No. Have you? Oh, yeah, flex. Like, like two or three times but that's fine Ever. she so yeah when i was when i was still working at um in the catholic school system we had her out to speak at at our high school nice. and so i got to hang out with her for like i don't know half an hour or 45 minutes and i was thinking i wanted to be this big national speaker and yeah. she kind of she said something that really made me go oh i better make sure i want to do this but she told me that that no one is under more spiritual attack than somebody who steps out publicly in the name of the Lord. Yeah. So she, she, she did that and it really pumped the brakes for me a little bit to go like, Oh, I got to make sure I got my house in order here. Yeah. I, I really got to make sure this is what God is calling me to do. And it's not just the gospel of John, you know? Oh, that, man, so she's, so awesome. she's the real deal. She yeah. ain't no joke. You know, that was my experience of Jason Everett too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I met him at a, a conference and I just was so moved by his faithfulness, by his humility, by his, you know who you should have. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to come back to that. Um, by his faithfulness, his humility, his um, joy, just the way that he showed up, but he was like, I'm, you know, I'm here to work, but also where's mass and where's the chapel. Mm-hmm. And like, he just was such a man of prayer the whole time. It was really, really powerful to see. Um, you should have Nick Davidson. He would be fun. Nick Davidson. Yeah, he's a absolutely. He is a hoot, and he is like so on mission. He would be a great, a great guest for you guys. He's really fun. Absolutely, put in a good, good word for us with him. I don't know if he'll remember. Okay, but we've met. Tell him that you know Emily Leadham because every like two years I get a voice text from him. And it just is—it's like the best part every two years. He's great. He's great. Well, Emily, Emily, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And thank you, dear listener. Absolutely. Thank you, dear listeners, for listening to the Catholic Ministry Podcast. If if you want to transform your parish through your work, but you're not sure where to start, we want you to download our free parish health assessment at CatholicMinistryProfessionals.com/slash free assessment. It's 36 questions, and it only takes about five minutes to fill out. Afterwards, you're going to have a color-coded picture of your parish's health that you can use to fuel better conversations, prioritize better work, and become a better leader. Uh, Also, you can request a free consultation and email us feedback at catholicminpros at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see you in the vineyard.